Good morning, church. So good to see everyone. Thanks for joining us. Let's begin today talking about navigation. Navigation. I looked up navigation, and it means the act or process of planning out a route or directing the travels of a boat, ship, car, or person. Interesting. An example of navigation would be some kind of GPS device, maybe your phone, maybe your car, maybe y'all still use a Garmin. You plug in an address and that GPS device will tell you where to go and when to turn and depending on your device it'll, it'll talk to you like you missed your exit, turn around now. That's the purpose of a GPS device is, is to point us in the right direction. But it doesn't always have to be a GPS device. It could be signs. If you leave here and you're heading to Austin, maybe going to the airport or somewhere in Austin, there's going to be signs along the way, and those signs are pointing you in the right direction. You quit seeing signs uh, of where you're going, and you're thinking, maybe I'm not going in the right direction. Pointing us in the right direction. Here's what the Bible says about signs. Jesus did many other miraculous signs. In the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And that by believing, you may have life in his name. I don't know if you've ever taught, thought about the miracles and the signs. Those signs were to point to Jesus. That's the purpose of that navigation and those signs. But it doesn't have to be a GPS device. It doesn't have to be signs. It could be a person. You could be traveling somewhere with a person holding a phone and that person is going to tell you where to go and where to turn and what to do. Again, John the Baptist, the Jews sent priests and Levites to ask John the baptizer who he was and they said, who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. And John replied in the words of Isaiah, I'm the voice of one calling in the desert, make straight the way for the Lord. In Luke chapter 1, Zechariah, the father of John, said this after Elizabeth gave birth to John, for you will go on before the Lord to prepare the way for him. So God called, God gifted John the baptizer to point towards Jesus, to prepare the way for Jesus, to point in that direction. But it doesn't have to be a GPS device, and it doesn't have to be signs, it doesn't have to be a person Navigation comes in all kinds of flavors. It could be a star. For example, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the time of Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where's the one who's been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. So God put a star in the sky pointing at Jesus so they would know how to find him and how to get there. That's the purpose of navigation, to point us in the right direction. The entire Old Testament is pointing in the direction of Jesus. All the messianic prophecies are pointing in the direction of Jesus. All the prophets were pointing in the direction of Jesus. And they prophesied that Jesus would be born of a woman and born of a virgin. He'd be born in, he'd spend time in Egypt and Bethlehem and he'd speak in parables and he was called for the brokenhearted. He'd be betrayed and ridiculed and crucified and they would gamble for his garments. All of those prophecies, those prophets, pointed in the direction of Jesus because that's the purpose of navigation. We're in a study called Gifted, a study of the Holy Spirit. 
And those of you who have asked me, hey, what books are you reading? There's a new book out. I don't know if you're a Max Licato fan, but Max just came out with a book last week. It's called Help is Here, Finding Fresh Strength and Purpose in the Power of the Holy Spirit. So you need to check that out. I'm about halfway through. I have probably every Max Licato book there is. I like the way he writes. This is very simple, which makes it easy for me to understand. I'll be sharing quotes from Max's book in weeks to come. Here's our foundational verse. Peter replied to the entire crowd, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And I've said, and I've said, and I've said, and you're still telling me even today. Richie, I'm right there with you. That's where we stopped when I was growing up. That's all we talked about, repentance and baptism. And I'm all for repentance and baptism, but we stopped right there. But it goes on, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, and I'm not sure we know what that is. I I for sure don't know what that is. I'm scratching the surface. I'm not pretending to know everything about the Holy Spirit. I'm just bringing some things to your attention that the Spirit's brought to my attention to share with you. But maybe you grew up in a church for years and years and years and you never heard about the Holy Spirit. And if you did, it was the Holy Ghost or an it, or you just didn't talk about it. And again, some people thought, well, this is the Holy Spirit. No, this is the Word of God. This is the sword of the Spirit. So we're looking at the Holy Spirit. So when it comes to navigation, navigation is all about pointing, pointing us in the right direction. So here's today's sermon, if you want to go ahead and get up and leave. The purpose of the Holy Spirit, one of the purposes of the Holy Spirit, is to point us in the right direction. More specifically, and I'm going to illustrate, to point us in the direction of Jesus. To point us to Jesus. Here's what Peter writes. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you searched intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when He predicted the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow. It was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you, when they spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have, been, who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven... Even angels long to look into these things. So the Holy Spirit, even in the Old Testament, was pointing to Jesus. The Holy Spirit through the prophets, again, through the prophecies. In the New Testament, the Holy Spirit is pointing to Jesus. As Christ followers, the Holy Spirit in us is pointing us to Jesus. Now, that's one of the roles of the Holy Spirit. Everything He does is to point us to Jesus. Everything that He brings to our attention is to point us to Jesus. Everything He convicts us of is to point us to Jesus. Even at the baptism of Jesus, we've looked at this, um, John said, "I, I wouldn't have known Him except the Holy Spirit was pointing to Him, descended like a dove, saying, this is the guy. The Holy Spirit pointed to Jesus, saying, John, this is the guy. And again, we looked at the star. The star, this is the one. So God put a star in the sky. Now, the Holy Spirit was at the birth of Jesus, pointing to Him. At the baptism of Jesus, pointing to Him. Saying, this is the one, this is the Son of God. Now, I'm going to keep saying. I've been saying that God does not gift us with the Holy Spirit for our agenda, for our personal agendas. 
God gifts us with the Holy Spirit for His agenda. And His agenda is to point to Jesus. Now, some want to experience the Holy Spirit just for their own benefit. That's not the purpose of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does not gift you to point to you. The Holy Spirit gifts me and you to point to Jesus. Here's what He says in John 16. Jesus said, when the Spirit of truth comes, He'll bring glory to me by taking from what is mine and making it known to you. Again, the Holy Spirit's not pointing to you. The Holy Spirit's pointing us in the right direction and pointing us to Jesus and drawing attention to Jesus. One of the books I've been reading is Francis Chan, Forgotten God. A sure sign of the Holy Spirit's working is that Christ is magnified, not people. When the Holy Spirit truly moves, God is the one praised. Jesus is the one lifted up. Let's pray that God would empower us so radically that we would get no glory. Another book I'm reading, Strange Fire. I'll quote from that several times today. John MacArthur. We cannot be reminded too often that the Holy Spirit's primary role is to exalt Christ, especially to elicit praise for Christ from His people. Now, remember what Jesus said in John 16. He says, I tell you the truth, it's for your good that I'm going away. It's to your advantage I'm going away. It's better for you. It's to your benefit. The Holy Spirit cannot come help you until I leave. So Jesus says, I mean, you would think if you were living in the day of Jesus and Jesus is standing right in front of you and He said, hey, I've got to go, you'd say, no, 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 I want you to stay. And He said, no, 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 you want me to go. You want me to leave. It's to your benefit that I leave. Jesus keeps writing, keeps saying, When the Holy Spirit comes, He will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. In regard to sin, because men do not believe in me. In regard to righteousness, because I'm going to the Father where you can see me no longer. And in regard to judgment, because the prince of this world now stands condemned. The Holy Spirit is not sent to condemn us. The Holy Spirit is sent to convict us and point us to Jesus. We've already talked about Acts chapter 1. Jesus said, look, I want you to stay in Jerusalem. Wait for the power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Just wait. Just wait right here. And they waited. And on uh, the day of Pentecost, they were all together. And suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. And I know there's some people thinking, all right, now that's where Richie's heading, is to do some crazy stuff with the Holy Spirit. Just stay with me. Okay? You may not like some of the quotes, just stay with me. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and were able to do things that they were not able to do on their own. That's a great definition of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit is to enable us to live in a way that we can't live on our own. And He does that by convicting us and pointing to Jesus. That's what happened on this day. Therefore, let all Israel be assured of this. So God fills them with the Spirit. And Peter, with the Spirit, points them to Jesus in his message. God has made this Jesus whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. When the people heard this, they were convicted. They were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? 
Now, they were convicted. They, it struck a chord in each of them. They were convicted of their behavior and actions. That's what the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit convicts us and points us towards Jesus. Let me show you. I'm trying to show you what that looks like. Here's what Paul writes in 2 Corinthians. You go home and read 2 Corinthians 3. It'll take you about two minutes. Read it right now if you want. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. God wrote on tablets in the Old Testament. He writes right here on our hearts in the New Testament through the Holy Spirit. God has made us competent as servants of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Now, if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? Now, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom, and we who with unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. I love the J.B. Phillips translation. Transfigured by the Spirit of the Lord into His image. That's what God's trying to do. God wants you to look more like Jesus every day. How does He do that? He gifts us with His Spirit to point us in the direction of Jesus every day. Because He wants us to look like Jesus. How do we get there? Well, the Spirit convicts us and guides us and points us in the right direction. Now, we've spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and debate after debate after debate after debate on how to do church. I'm not so sure the Holy Spirit's interested in how we do church. I know for sure the Holy Spirit is interested in making us look more like Jesus. Transfiguring us into the likeness of Jesus. And He will do whatever it takes to get us there. He will convict us in whatever way to get us there. Again, allow me a longer quote. Francis Chan, when it comes down to it, many of us do not really want to be led by the Holy Spirit. Or, more fundamentally, many of us don't want to be led by anyone other than ourselves. The truth is that the Spirit of the living God is guaranteed to ask you to go somewhere or do something you wouldn't normally want or, want or choose to do. The Spirit will lead you to the way of the cross as He led Jesus to the cross. And that is definitely not a safe or a pretty or a comfortable place to be. The Holy Spirit of God will mold you into the person you were made to be. And you may be thinking, yeah, I don't like that. Doesn't matter if you like it or not, that's his role. Is to help us, to transfigure us, to point us in the direction of Jesus. Remember what we said last week when Jesus was baptized, where he went, the Holy Spirit went. And when we are baptized and are gifted with the Holy Spirit, wherever we go, the Holy Spirit goes. Do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit, which is who is in you, whom you've received from God. You are not your own, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. So think about this. Think about this. Everywhere you go, the Spirit goes, because the Spirit is in you as a Christ follower. Every inappropriate joke you tell, the Holy Spirit's right there with you. 
When you're gossiping, when you're being divisive, when you're sowing discord, when you're pursuing selfish ambition, when you're being sexually immoral, all the things in Galatians 5 when Paul says we need to walk with the Spirit and not with the flesh, all the things of the flesh as a Christ follower, he's right there with you. You're taking him right there with you. Again, Paul says in Galatians 5, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the sinful nature with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit... Let us keep in step with the Spirit. Listen, we, we cannot live in submission to the Holy Spirit and continue to gratify the desires of the flesh. But if and when we do gratify the desires of the flesh, the Holy Spirit will convict us and point us in the right direction. The Holy Spirit will get your attention to point you in the direction of Jesus. And as long as we are not resisting or quenching the Spirit, that's what He's going to do. The Holy Spirit wants to lead us to holiness. The Holy Spirit's trying to lead us to be more like Jesus. So let, 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 me, let me give you a couple questions to help you understand if the Holy Spirit's in your life. If you're thinking, I, I don't know. Does your life today look more like Jesus than it did last week, last month, last year? Five years ago? Ten years ago? Do you look more like Jesus today than you did in the past? If you do, then the Holy Spirit's working in you. Because you look more like Jesus today than you did any time in the past. Pointing you in the right direction. Pointing you towards Jesus. And, and it all starts right here. When you repent and baptize, God says, I, I want to give you something. I want to gift you with something. I want to indwell. I want to live inside of you. And we're trying to understand what that means. The Holy Spirit is going to spend your life, your entire life, your life journey pointing you towards Jesus. Pointing you in the direction of Jesus. A long quote. Again, John MacArthur, Strange Fire. I read the first part. The Holy Spirit's primary role is to exalt Christ. The Spirit does this in a uniquely personal way. First of all, by reproving and convicting us, showing us our sin, opening our eyes to what true righteousness is, and making us sense deeply our accountability to God. The Holy Spirit indwells believers, empowering us to serve and glorify Christ. He leads us and gives us assurance of our salvation. He prays for us with groanings too deep for words. He seals us, keeping us secure in Christ. The Spirit's daily presence is the source and the secret of our sanctification as He conforms us to the image of Christ. There's nothing baffling, bizarre, or irrational about being Spirit-filled or Spirit-led. His work is not to produce a spectacle or to foment chaos. In fact, where you see those things, you can be certain that's not the Holy Spirit. If it's drawing attention to you, that's not the Holy Spirit. It's some other Spirit. Not the Holy Spirit, because the Holy Spirit is trying to point us towards Jesus. Now, let me get back to navigation. You know what happens when I'm not going in the right direction? My GPS, or the person sitting in the car with me, will tell me, you're going in the wrong direction and redirect my vehicle. You know what happens when my life's not going in the right direction? The Holy Spirit will redirect me and convict me and chart a new course and say, Richie, you're going in the wrong direction. 
You need to be going in this direction towards Jesus. Listen, folks. You don't need the Holy Spirit if you're just trying to live a good life. You don't need the Holy Spirit if you're just trying to live a semi-moral life. You don't need the Holy Spirit if, if you're just showing up to get your ticket punched. Hey, I was at church. But if you want to follow Christ, and you want to look more like Christ, the Holy Spirit will point you in that direction. That's why I love Max's new book, Help is Here. Help is here. God doesn't strand us. He, he doesn't say, repent and be baptized and good luck. Repent and be baptized. You're on your own. No, He says, repent and be baptized and I'm going to gift you with my Spirit to get you where I want you to go. And I want you to look more like Jesus every day. The gift of the Holy Spirit. We're just scratching the surface. We're trying to understand the Holy Spirit. Let's pray.